You're listening to State of the Arts. We cover the art scene in St. Augustine, the nation's oldest city. From the people and organizations that create the art to the venues that display it, we cover it all from artist to venue and everything in between. You're listening to State of the Arts. Hey, welcome. Thanks for listening. I'm John Bashera. This is State of the Arts. St. Augustine is known as an arts and cultural community. So what is art and what's its value to the community? That is an age-old question that you'll find still sparks a passionate debate today. The responses range from art is in the eye of the beholder to there are only a select few that are qualified to say. What do you say? Throughout this series, you're going to hear from the folks that define, create, and drive the art scene in St. Augustine. First up are Albert Silas, award-winning amateur composer and co-founder of the acclaimed Romanza Festival, Corey Michael Smithson, novelist and multimedia artist, and our Artist of the Month, poet and playwright, Amy Lauer-Golden. By way of introduction, and to gain some insight into their thinking, I asked, what is art? Okay, well, there's a whole... <laughs> can of worms you just opened. Um, you can go a couple different directions, but uh, one is to talk about what are the arts. So you have music, dance, theater, literary art, visual art, you can throw in heritage, even culinary arts. Um, those are the arts, but that's not what art is. So if you if you think about what art is, then you have to think about what it does and and what it means to people. So art can be personal, it can be social, it can be expressive, communicative. There's no one thing that art is, that's the point. When we talk about what is art, the biggest piece of this puzzle, I think, is the inner compulsion to create something. And again, this form of creation can take many different shapes and, and can incorporate many different media or techniques. Um, it, it can have a lot of different kinds of intentions behind it. Um, it. There can be a lot of different types of results and there can be a lot of different agendas that are, are met with a product. But in my mind, the artistic impulse, first and foremost, is something that comes from within and it maybe can't quite be explained. It might be even a bit mysterious to the person. Um, but when, I, when I'm asked the question, what is art? I always come back to this idea that it is something that is uh, merging from within a person and has to be expressed outwardly. It's a desire that is somehow given shape through technique, through skill, through training, through ritualization, through um, even a choice in media, and, uh, and hopefully through discipline, through practice, through attention and effort, that expression takes a shape that can then be shared with an audience. Oh boy. <laughs> yes, let's get into the total heaviosity of what is art. <laughs> uh, I guess art is sort of the thread that uh, runs through every everything from history to uh, anthropology, uh, religion. It, it's, I think it's our man's way of communicating uh, things that they can't necessarily express in, in 
uh, regular words, regular conversational words. The cave, you know, the earliest art was cave drawings and we even sent music into uh, deep space on the sp first space probe in case uh, we encountered other life. We thought maybe music would get to them if they didn't couldn't figure out the numbers. Usually with me, it starts with a either a, a concept or an like a, a, a kernel of an idea. And then I just keep writing around it and around it and around it until I kind of say, okay, I'm in the groove now. This is where it's going. Um, or sometimes it's just, I'll just come up with a, you know, I'll think of a phrase or I'll hear a phrase and just write something based on that, something that really speaks to me. And it'll turn into a whole, you know, poem or a, who knows what? I, I'm kind of a, a, a wordy. I, I love the, uh, the rhythm of words, the way you can juxtapose words and, and change, you know, have meanings that are a little ambiguous. Um, I just, I like to play with words. And sometimes when I hear something that's really uh, just a sentence or a phrase that's um, crafted really beautifully or uh, or just clever or just really descriptive, um, I'll think, I could, you know, let me write something around that. I'm going to use that in something. I'm going to use that phrase in something. And I'll, it'll just uh, kind of needle at me until I can do something with it. It's sort of like if you've got a really cool accessory, if you go out and buy a really cool pair of shoes. <laughs> this, Ladies, I'm talking to you now. <laughs> If, if you buy a really cool pair of shoes or like a scarf or something like that and you think, oh my God, this is beautiful. I can't wait to wear this. And then you build like an entire outfit around that one little piece. That's kind of how I would describe, describe my process sometimes. Not all the time. It's not like that, but sometimes it is. Yeah, I was really lazy for a long time, and I was really kind of blocked. I couldn't think of any, like, I didn't know what to write about. I just had this, like, blank where my imagination used to be. And um, then one night when I was uh, battling with insomnia, I was just laying in bed, and all of a sudden, this I, I swear, this is the craziest thing. This whole scenario for the Sisters O'Toole popped into my mind. And it was almost like fully formed. And I thought, well, I'll have to get on that in the morning <laughs> or else I'll have to get up right now and, <laughs> and start writing. And I thought, oh, I'll remember this. It'll be fine. I'll remember all this stuff in the morning. And then I'm like, yeah, who are you kidding? Get up. <laughs> so I got up at like two o'clock in the morning and wrote until about six. Wow. And it was, you know, I, I had a beginning, a middle and an end. I just had to go back and work on it. So it kind of just fell into my head, uh, fully, you know, kind of fully formed. And uh, so I don't know where it came from. Amy, will you tell us a little bit more about the Sisters O'Toole? Sure. Uh, the Sisters O'Toole is about two sisters uh, from a very colorful uh, Irish American family. Um, and it takes place during the uh, Christmas holidays, right before Christmas. And so they're reminiscing and they're uh, t telling old family stories and 
and in the course of the evening, all kinds of secrets and drama and comedy are unraveled. <laughs> we have a soundbite. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, the clip that you have takes place uh, deep into the uh, the conversation after they've both had a couple of cocktails and uh, they start talking about their uh, very colorful father's funeral. Do you remember Pop's funeral? Jesus, who could forget it? Even with his checkered reputation, the old man drew quite a crowd. Cops, mobsters, clergy, barflies. From the funeral attire on some of the ladies in the back pews, even a few hookers showed up. <laughs> well, Pop did get around in his line of work. <sighs> he had a big clientele in those days, running numbers and collecting protection money for the local wise guys. <laughs> Do you remember the flower arrangement from Big Mickey Flynn and the boys? It looked like Pop had won the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> The Sisters O'Toole is available for streaming November 17th at aclassictheater.org. That's aclassictheater.org. And now with the rest of the arts news, our gad about town, Brandy Boca Grandy. Take it away, Brandy. Hello, my darlings. It's your girl around town, the dame with the dish. It's Brandy Boca Grande with all of the St. Augustine Arts News. How's this for exciting? Live theater is back in St. Augustine. A classic theater in collaboration with the St. Augustine Arts Association presents straight from off-Broadway, The Independence, the story of a tumultuous 40-year relationship between Edgar Degas and Mary Cassatt, starring fabulous local actors, Heather Eagleston and Kelly McTaggart. Was it friendship? Were they friends with benefits? Or was it true love romance? Come find out. Call for tickets as soon as possible. Seating is limited due to social distancing. And don't forget to bring your designer mask, darlings. More good news about live theater. The Limelight Theater just announced their 29th season lineup. Starting with Jerry's Girls. Dates are TBD. For more information, go to thelimelight-theater.org. If you're not quite ready for live theater yet, we've still got you covered. A Classic Theater is offering a variety of one-act plays on their site called Stay Home Theater. The newest offering is The Sisters O'Toole by St. Augustine playwright Amy Lauer Golden. A story of the bonds of sisterhood in a colorful Irish family. The Sisters O'Toole will be available for streaming on November 17th. Darlings, if you're planning a fabulous affair. <laughs> no, not that kind, you saucy mates. The Corazon Theater is open for private rentals and screenings. Darlings, if you're just jonesing to get your groove on, boogie on over to the amp to catch the funky stylings of Jack's local J.J. Gray and Mofro. Oh, excuse me? Yeah, you heard me, Mofro. Show dates are January 15th and 16th at 7 p.m. Here's a chance to put a little funk in your trunk for the new year. <laughs> Darlings, if you're the literary type, Zoom bomb ancient city poets during their monthly reading on the last Sunday of the month, starting at 3 p.m. For more info, and to get the Zoom link, go to bulldoor.org. 
That's B-O-D-O-R dot org. And now, for all my darlings out there that are gallery hounds, don't miss the monthly First Friday Art Walk, where you can stroll through as many as 28 fine art galleries between downtown and the beaches while sipping on complimentary beverages. Definitely the place to see and be seen. And darlings, if those Jimmy Choo's start pinching, let Old Town Trolley come to your rescue with free rides between 6 and 9 p.m. and enjoy free parking downtown after 5. Darlings, how can you resist? <laughs> and if you art hounds are still hungry for more, sashay on over to the beach on November 28th and December 19th to celebrate Light Up the Beach. From the pier to A Street, you'll be walking in a winter wonderland. <laughs> Populated by local artists and their works. And speaking of a winter wonderland, St. Augustine's nationally acclaimed Knights of Lights is back for its 27th season. And darlings, we get an extra week of sparkly fun for the whole family. The lights come up on November 14th and we'll light up our nights until January 31st. Well, that's all the arts news and the dish from your girl, Brandy Boca Grande. Ciao, darlings. Back to you, John. Up next, Italian-born painter of international renown, Mario Della Penta, Stephanie Burkhart, lifelong dancer and executive artistic director of the dance company, followed by musician and president of the Beach Art Studio, Paul Slava and his daughter, Catherine Slava, portrait artist. So Mario, you say that art is an explosion. Uh, that's what it is. It's a, uh, explosion is uh, a manifestation of this, the soul, the, the heart, creativity. Emotion, composition, uh, reflection. I'll tell you all what those means to me. Creativity is a constant waves in the brains that comes to you to create, to get up and do it. It gives you the idea. The waves are so strong. Like um, I sleep a very little, very little night because I always think, always create in my mind. That's creativity, right then. Um, emotion is a reflection of the heart and soul. That's what it, it, you gotta put on canvas. That's what it is. Uh, composition is displayed in harmony, whatever you do. Displayed in harmony? Harmony, harmony. Uh, gracefully. You know, you want uh, like a decoration, you make a nice uh, living room that you just display the way it is. Reflection. Reflection is uh, study to achieve prof uh, perfections. In other words, you gotta reflect, you gotta think, you gotta adjust the things in your mind to get to perfection. Do you ever get to perfection? I never, I can't say, nobody can really say that, you can say it's the best art I've done. But let other people judge if it's perfect or not, you know. Um, I never get to, to that point I said, this is it, how do this world? I'm at the best in the world. Nobody done this bef <clears throat> before. 
but closer to. So I'm still working to, to get perfection. I think of art as like a communication form. So to me, if you have a vision or a story or an emotion that you want to portray on stage, you know, that's, that's a feeling and that's being expressed in some way. It just happens to be expressed through movement um, or performance or, um, you know, or even, even class time, I think, is considered an art when, like, during rehearsals and going through the process, sometimes even more so than being on stage. I think in my mind, when I start thinking of all these ideas, it, it gets really clouded of, like, art could be this and this and this and this. But then to me, I have to, like, simplify it. I think universally the first word that comes to my mind is creativity because it's or even just the word creation because something is being created from an individual out of nothing essentially you're just starting with yourself your emotion your any experiences you have and you're bundling that up in whichever way you whatever your art is whether it's artwork or performance or movement or um, you know, anything else. So some type of creation, so creativity, creation, expression, because I think emotions play a lot into, um, you know, emotions and experiences play a lot into what you create and your perspective and how you go about creating. I think that your experiences, your feelings, that all comes into play. I, the word like vulnerability comes to mind because it's like an openness it's being your true authentic self and not having a filter or something that you're trying to do um, you're just allowed to kind of explore and you're allowed to be yourself you know that question what is art and I really do believe in in art in all things. I mean, I really do. And expression, beauty, um, joy, love, and inspiration. I think the, the beauty of it and again, that, that term that is, is relative. Exactly. It's just, I think, to see beauty in, in all things. Um, and, and, and to me, uh, it just, I don't know, it, 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 it puts it above, it makes it glow, it makes it shine, something that's just, and it could be something very, that people would seem very ordinary, but it, it, in my case, it just it shines as, as something beautiful, so. Yeah, that's I, like kind of like the, that's like one of the things I was saying, not necessarily beauty, but even right. like that, like that beauty or like intimacy, like that you have with whatever you're um, looking at that you personally like wanted to see that and you made it beautiful Connection. like and it, and it could have already been beautiful or not but like someone else is going to see that and look at it and go wow that's beautiful and you transferred what you were seeing into right. this painting that was beautiful and and especially like when you do that with people too it's just so it's lovely and now Anecdote of the month. Ball's in your court, Paul. 
My sculpture, though, was totally different. I couldn't think in the forms of that. It was the time where I could let loose and get really abstract. But I would do unusual materials and like I would... Uh, like what? Bowling ball sculptures. <laughs> that was a cut it, saw it, I've, I've burned it. Oh, I was almost thrown out of uh, art school uh, in college for taking a blowtorch to a, <laughs> to a bowling ball. Well, I would never do that again. Yeah, they, they pretty much didn't let me in the, there was this large sculpture room that people like welders and things like that could use and everything. I shut the whole place down <laughs> for a while. If you've a bowling ball on fire, it was like a bowling ball from hell. And there's, there's, there's two different ones. I mean, there's each one is very, very toxic probably when it when engulfed in flames <laughs> and there was these little black things like going poof poof and but for a while like it sucked all the oxygen i think out of the room it was a turn to this black haze i mean people that had mass and were welding go were going what the hell's that <laughs> and they almost didn't let me back uh, in there <laughs> for a while um so but you know industrial rubber um i've done rubber sculptures one of them's one well i i won twice as a first place in the uh, tactile art show and uh, the only one I do outside of this beautiful studio, the art studio, is uh, was a show called uh, the Tactile Art Show. And it was a Beyond Sight initiative originally. And they have, um, we're in very good company. There's only a few places around the world that are designated and do that show at the, sort of the same time. And that's the Louvre in Paris. Um, I think uh, the Guggenheim, uh, some other uh, museum of modern art and and St. Augustine because of our proximity to the deaf and blind school and part of them are judges. So it's not only got to be visually appealing, it is, but it's more important to be um, the texture, the feel or whatever. Um, and your art gets felt up. It's great. I mean, I, I, I just love it. Folks, you can't make this stuff up. On deck are playwright, producer and performer Lee Weaver, actor and native St. Augustinian Margaret Kaler, Kurt Tucker, composer and artistic director of First Coast Opera, and Diane Marnot, painter and makeup artist to the stars. Art is in the beholder's eyes or ears. And I think the, um, I don't know if I mean this, but I've been toying with the thought that the struggling artist who never sells a painting, who cuts off his ear is a failure until years and years later it's recognized as brilliance. I'm not sure that it was art until it was recognized. Now that may not make sense and I'd be the first one to say it doesn't. <laughs> but I think uh, it has to be seen or it has to be heard or it has to be experienced visually and uh, audially. And until that happens, it's, uh, I'm not sure that it has become art yet. It's in the beholder's eyes or in the beholder's ears. To be art, it has to be shared. If you're painting pictures and put them in the closet, you're not an artist. And maybe you will be after you're dead and gone, but currently not. It's that which is a, a reflection of the aesthetics, and I hate that word, uh, it's a reflection of what he or she feels that is motivating him or her to put it on canvas or to put it on paper. Um, that's not very sound bitey, I don't think. 
to me, I, well, art is an expression, but I, to me, it's something like dreaming. I mean, I think it's a conscious expression of uh, a subconscious life somehow. Our subconscious being. Maybe it's um, uh, something that's within our individual. Like, I'm this person. <laughs> but um, when I, if I'm in a play, I go deeper than just this person. Um, it's, it's kind of a, it's a spiritual body, I think. Give me five words that describe art as you understand it. <laughs> okay, I wrote these down. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> five, five words. Um, expressive, freeing, inevitable, connection, center. I think that people make art. I think it's something that, that we have to do, like we have to sleep and dream. And, and it may not even need to be more, I was about to say it would need to be, it was more conscious than breathing, but I don't think that's necessarily true. So I'll let that go. But I think it is natural. Right. What it does for us is that it's healing, it synthesizes, it like puts everything together that we may have taken apart, like dissected stuff and it puts it back together. Uh, well, art, uh, uh, I, th I think fundamentally art is just commentary on the human condition. I mean, I thought about adding nature into that, commentary on the human condition and nature, but you know, then I really think that uh, the, the nature part of that is just the human perception of nature. So I, I, at, at its core, art is, is commentary on the human condition and everything that, that goes with that, whether it's intellectual, emotional, which I see is at the very center of all of it, um, and uh, whether it's good, whether it's bad, you know, just the entire range of all of those things. I mean, uh, to, to live is to be artistic, really, or to be artistic is to live. I'm not sure which, but, um, you know, they are that intrinsically related, I think. Emotion. I feel like that's ultimately at the heart uh, of all of it. Um, creativity almost seems like an obvious choice, but um, you know it inspires creativity. It's inspirational. Um, an artist is creative. The art inspires others. I thought about thought-provoking, but um, I, I think inspirational is maybe a better word because it's art. Uh, inspires others to feel, to think, to react. Um, so emotion, creativity, inspirational, universal. Art is universal. We we don't have you know geographic boundaries for art. Art art affects and can affect, should affect all. Um, and it's coalescing. I think it brings together. I think naturally through the artistic process, you can have a single artist in a studio painting or practicing or something and you can be by yourself and artists spend a lot of times by themselves but ultimately their art um, reaches other people and brings people together 
in art, in my my artistic medium, opera uh, brings a lot of people together. It takes a, it takes a village to put <laughs> put on an opera in the brushes. It's it, right because it just requires a lot of people on stage, off stage, you know, all over the place, design, dance, you know, everything. Um, so that idea of coming together. So that's that's what I got: emotion, creativity, inspirational, universal, coalescing. I think art is uh, a lot to do with like self-expression. Um, what makes you feel good, be it on canvas, being dealing with people, being making something, uh, whatever you're doing, uh, adding beauty, uh, beauty to you, and some people may agree or not agree, but basically uh, art is, expressing yourself and what you think is is beautiful i would i would call it beauty passion self-expression um joy uh happiness Up next, Tom Rayner with the quote of the month. Art is self-disciplined creativity, period. To hear more from Tom, along with Kelly McTaggart, Gene Rayner, and Chris Bodor, to name a few, join us for our next episode. We'd like to thank everyone who shared their thoughts today, and we'd love to hear from you. What do you think? What is art? Let us know at risingtideproductions158.com, risingtideproductions158.com. And who knows, you may be featured on a future episode. Thanks to Sonic Pistolero for the music, Corey Michael Smithson for the still photography, Heather Eggleston for editing and sound design, Jen Latka and Amy Lauer-Golden for the news, and the Beach Art Studio for their beautiful space. I'm John, and we appreciate you listening.